0: Tell me a little bit more about you and your story.
1: Yeah, of course. So 2018, I hit rock bottom. I was homeless. I was single. I was a single mother suddenly out of nowhere. And my life had just gone to shreds. I was overcoming an illness. I lost all my money and I found myself in the street. That day when I found myself on the street, I realized... What had I done to get to this place? How badly could I have turned? How many mistakes have I made to get to this place? And so it was in that rock bottom that I realized I had to make my pain my purpose. I had to change my reset button and bounce back. I had to tap into something greater than what I was seeing in front of me because there was nothing in front of me. There was nothing. I'd lost everything materially. I felt like I lost my full sparkle. And I remember sitting. In my apartment, the night before we checked out, the next day at 11 a.m. And I remember looking, thinking, I'm packing all of my son's toys and he's watching me and he's staring at me and he's like, Mom, what are you doing? And the very next day, we checked out at 11 a.m. And it was so painful knowing that we were going nowhere. We were literally walking out to nowhere. And it was in that dark space that was born, be it until you become it. I knew in that moment, there was something greater. I knew in that moment that there was something I was destined to do, greater than what I had ever done. And this was happening to me to share with my platform because I had a a good platform, but I needed to connect with the world and understand what my pain was happening to for, so that I was able to go on and share that with the world, of how they could heal the same way I did, how that they could use different methods to transform their traumas into their greatness. And so I created my MBS method, which is written about inside the book, which is Meditational Behavioral Synchronicity. It's rooted in neuroscience. It's ancient breathing techniques, pranayama, combined with modern day meditation, going into altered states of awareness. And there is where the magic happens. There is where we rewire the brain. There is where we imprint new beliefs into our subconscious mind. We remove the previous thoughts and we're able to realign our thought process and redesign our habits. That's where the book came from.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Tell me more about what was going through your mind when you were about to walk out of that door. You said in 2018, you lost everything. You were about to walk out of the door with your son to nothing. What was that like? And how did you end up there?
1: So as I walked out that door, it was the hardest moment of my life because suddenly everything you ever know, in fact, the ego is shattered into a million pieces. It's like you're made of glass and it is shattered. Every part of you just shakes and falls to the floor. You have nothing. You've gotten to your lowest of low. And the only way to get out of here is to change who you once thought you were to become a different version of you and to become it today. I've gotten to that place through too many bad decisions, bad turns. I I began my career in a way that was through drugs. I was feeding a drug addiction. And through that, I ended up having my body exploited. I was sexually abused. And so on and so on. And that led me to having a low self-worth, to no money, to being in debt. And then the other side of that is no door, no home.
0: Oh, that sounds pretty harsh early on in your career and early on in your life. And coming out of that would be really difficult and a lot of reprogramming, like you said. How is it that one starts to reprogram that? let me contextualize this question a little bit more from the point of our listeners. So our listeners are usually intellectuals, they are coaches, trainers, educators, they are individuals that are working in the field of transforming lives, of course, starting with transforming their own lives. And a lot of times, like you said, our own belief systems, our own realities, our past gets in our way and we have to reprogram that. How did you start that journey? And how does one start that journey of saying, I want to reprogram? How do you even know what to reprogram or what to really think about as this is something that's not helpful to me?
1: Knowing what to reprogram comes from science. And I'll just give you a little bit of neuroscience here. So there's a part in your brain called the reticular activating system. It filters 2 million bits of data every second, colors and sounds and things that you see. And it shows you anything you deem as important. So if you focus your mind on a negative belief, exactly like we're talking about here. If you are focusing on something like, I don't feel worthy of love. I don't feel worthy of financial breakthrough. I don't feel worthy of abundance. Guess what? Your reticular activating system is going to show you evidence around you to prove your belief system is real through people, events, and places. So that's the first point to look at, that what you're seeing in your outer reality is a direct reflection of your inner self-beliefs. If you transform that to the other side and now say, okay, I'm going to try something. I recognize that there's chaos around me. I recognize that things aren't going my way or perhaps you're in a great place, but you want to go to the next level. Something is self-sabotaging you inside. There's a belief or a trauma that's usually been stored between the ages of zero to seven that has been imprinted into your subconscious mind that has played out in later life and What's fascinating is if you now work on that belief, you use the opposite version of that belief. You flip it on its head and you say, I am worthy of financial breakthroughs. I'm worthy of making more money than I've ever made. I actually believe I'm worthy. I'm going to help people in the world. And you transform your belief system at a core seed level. Now, your reticular activating system shows you evidence around you to prove your new belief system is real through people, events, and places. So the very first place to look is what do I want? Okay. And what's stopping me? Well, nothing's stopping me. So let's go deeper. Do something like NLP, a deep meditation, silver ultramind method, the MBS method. You can do anything that you want and you go deeper to find out what it is that is blocking you from achieving that goal. And then you'll find it. And it's usually, as I said, a trauma. It could be a small trauma. As small as somebody at school told you they didn't like you. a teacher told you you weren't good enough. Your mom told you that she preferred your sibling. Whatever it might be, that is what we're looking for. And then it plays out as because my mom told me that I wasn't good enough, I don't feel worthy of doing anything great. I always self-sabotage when I get close to the finish line. And that's where it starts
0: Beautifully put, Natasha. And I can resonate with that. For most part of my life, for early part of my life, early part of my career, I was very much in a place where I always thought I was the child that was ignored or the child that was, you know, like not good enough. And the one who didn't do something that was educationally savvy, you know, how, especially in India, that the parents really want you to do some educational stuff, like become a doctor, engineer or something. And so those were all things that did happen to me. So I can see... What you're saying, I hear and I relate to that a lot. Here's the thing that I've encountered recently, especially with my clients and my students and our listeners, is sometimes they feel lost in not knowing what they want. So they are like, yeah, I can create what I want to create in my reality. We live in an abundant world, really. If you really lean into that, we do live in an abundant world today, especially if you compare it from a decade ago or two decades ago, we're wildly abundant as a society. And so that brings this situation where a lot of people go, well, I don't even know what I want. What is your suggestion to somebody who doesn't know what they want in their life?
1: When you don't know what you want, you want to ask yourself what you're good at. What do you like doing every day? What makes you feel good? What fuels you? And that's your purpose inside of you. We're each form with a purpose inside of us, which is wrapped up in our body, and our soul, and we have to find it. And for every one of us, it's different. There is no person with the same exact purpose as somebody else, however similar they might be. We each have our own purpose and it's just up to you to find it. So if you feel like you're not sure what you want, like, I I know I like doing this and I like doing that, well, fine tune it. Ask yourself a series of questions. Number one, what do I love to do? Number two, what do others tell me I'm great at? That's very important because that's really what you're very good at is what others say you're good at. And number three, what can leave a positive lasting impact here on planet Earth for the time I'm here? Now, don't get worried in that one because you're not necessarily reaching 2 million people or even a billion people. You have to work within your space, within your community. How many people are you reaching? How many people can you serve? Whether that's just your own family. Or perhaps your family and your cousin's family and your other cousin's family. Or, or maybe it's in your local neighborhood. Or maybe you work in a charity or you could work in a charity. Or maybe you could earn money so that you could give back to charity. Some of my top level entrepreneurs, I get, like uh, eight, nine, even 10 figure entrepreneurs, when I talk with them, when I mentor them, when we do work together, we always come to the same point. They're like, I have everything, but I don't feel fulfilled nine times out of 10. And it's rare that I have actually met someone who feels fully fulfilled in their life because I guess we have our entire lives to do that and that's why we're here. But the common denominator comes down to what? Not the external things, they have everything that surely would make them happy. It comes down to me, to us, to you. It comes down to if you feel fulfilled by what you are doing with your same 24 hours that somebody else has could have all the money in the world. In fact, someone might be listening now, abundantly wealthy financially, but abundantly low in other areas. And the best way to fix that, to balance it, is to inject purpose and the serving of others, the contribution to the world into your business. And when you connect the contribution to others into your business, all of a sudden, it feels good because you're not just creating oil, you're going to give back to charity. You're going to potentially create oil, but let's give 70% of that back to the world. Let's help children. So even if you're doing something which is not mindful or just a little sideways, that's okay if you have a way of giving back in the world. How can you contribute to move the needle forward for humanity and make a person's day better, help them to be a little bit more like you, help them to be wealthier, help them to be healthier, How can you help
0: someone today? Natasha, that's powerful. What you're sharing is so, so powerful. And I think it's going to inspire a lot of people to continue and pursue the direction that they may be chasing or may not have explored fully. I have another follow-up question to that. And this is all sometimes I hear from our students is where they go. Well, I'm passionate. I'm pursuing my purpose. And then life gets in the way. And then I fall apart or I fall behind or I forget about my purpose or I find something else that is more purposeful to me. And I would love to hear your thoughts on that.
1: This often happens. This happened to me through my journey. I like this. I like that. And then I got confused and then pulled this way and pulled that way. And sometimes people are multi-talented. Sometimes people have more than one skill they're meant to share with the world. And that's great. But... If you step sideways because you're focusing on this and then you're focusing on that and you're moving sideways, you're definitely not moving forwards. So you have to stay focused, streamlined on your ultimate goal. So what is your ultimate goal? Is your ultimate goal to help the masses with whatever it might be, let's say you're a coach, to help them with your specific field that you coach in, is that your purpose? Is that your mission? If so, let's reverse engineer that. How can you stay streamlined towards that focus every single day? Because life is like a pyramid, draw out a triangle. And the top third of that pyramid is the urgent tasks that need to happen every day. Those are the things at the top of the pyramid, the to-do list, the things that you must do, okay, every day. Below that is goals, those are the things that you want to achieve each time. You think about what well, I actually need to connect with John because that's going to connect me with Sarah and then that's going to get me on a bigger stage or maybe you want to get on podcasts or maybe you want to have a podcast or maybe you just want to get your mission out there more world. Well so You know all the things that are goals. And then below that, in the bottom third of the pyramid, which is the biggest area, is ideas. And ideas are the things Where you won't spend as much time, but these are the most important. I was once told that the uber most successful people in the world, the top 1% focus and talk about ideas. The people who live in a lower frequency just sort of exist and don't do much with their lives, don't really make a lot of money, don't really have a lot of drive, motivational purpose. They talk about people. The people in the middle talk about goals. So which person are you? If you want to be in the highest level, then you'll be around company where you'll talk about ideas like now. You and I, we're ideating on ideas. When we speak with certain people, you feel they pull you down. Oh, this person did this. Oh, this person did. And the gossip and the drama and the gossip mongers, and that keeps you in a lower frequency. So you have to focus on ideas the most. You have to do your must-haves and things you need to do every day, the must-dos. And then the goals in the middle. And then the biggest one, the bottom, is your ideas. And that's how to stay focused.
0: Beautifully put. Beautifully put. I so acknowledge that. It's been a wild journey for me to recognize that the people that you hang out with definitely create your reality. If you're not hanging out with the right people, you're going to get sucked into things that don't matter. I just came back from India, you know this. And while I was in India, I was hanging out with some of my old friends, you know, like childhood buddies. And I was like, all right, let's go hang out with them. And I recognized the difference between some of my friends who were doing great in life. And I'm not talking only financially, just generally great in life. They're happier people, they're doing great things. They have good families, they have good relationships. And these were people that talked about ideas. And the people that were like complaining or were not really happy, they were not successful financially, they were not successful friendship-wise, like they didn't have time for anything for people who talk about people. And it's the same reality they live in. It's not like they have a reality in the sense they're in the same city. They had the same education. We all grew up together in kind of similar ways. Maybe somebody had a little bit more money and somebody had a little bit less money. But we all are at different stages of life, mostly because of the conversations that we have. And that really reminds us of what you just said is ideas is what you want to discuss with people around you to create a higher frequency for you. Natasha, you talked about that you have something called the MBS system. I'm curious to hear what the system is.
1: So the MBS will help you in so many ways. And by the way, just going back quickly on what you said, I fully get it. Like when you have friends around you and you realize Goodness, if I was to stay here, my average would be lowered. If I was to stay amongst these circles, like I know the feeling I've had to let go of so many friends and love them from afar because where we're going is completely different. And if I stay in that same place, I mean, I've moved literally transatlantic move across the world to go and pursue my goals, which are so far fetched for so many others. So that moves me into the MBS method. The MBS method, which Is inside the book is very interesting for anyone who wants to achieve greatness, achieve better health, better finances, more abundance, feel more joy in their life. The MBS method can be used, they call it three years of therapy in 15 minutes. It really is an instant kick of a boost of motivation. It's a deep guided meditation. You start with breathing exercises, you go deeper, into the alpha and the theta state, because right now we're sitting, we're in beta, we're talking. But when you go deeper, your mind is more impressionable. It's easier to rewire your brain when you're in the alpha and the theta state. It's easier to build new neural pathways, strengthen neural pathways, synaptic connections and so on, and really achieve a different desired outcome than what you're seeing now. You have to first change your habits to change your reality. You have to first realign your thoughts to see a different outcome. If we always did what we always did, we'll always get what we always got. So we must change here first. The brain is such a powerful two million year old bit of hardware that we have the ability to transform our lives if we activate it. So through the MBS method, I show people how to ascend, how to have a true ascension, how to access their highest potential manifest what they want into their life through neuroscience, science-based research and knowledge and get better focused, come out of it feeling like I actually just let go of something so heavy for the first time. You know, the the most amazing thing is when I do this at events, 10,000, 15,000 people, arenas and 80% of the audience is in tears. It's powerful. I I didn't know it would, you know, grow men crying. It's so beautiful to see because people are actually breaking free, breaking through, breaking free. It doesn't matter who you are and what you've been through. If you are ready to let go, you will let go. If you are ready to shift, you will. And the MBS method just helps you to release that limiting belief, the thing that's stopping you from achieving your goal, to find it and move on.
0: Beautiful. And how, within the MBS method, are you taking people to alpha and states?
1: So the very first thing that we do is we do breathing in any style of pranayama or fast-paced breathing method, something like a Wim Hof style. And we'll breathe and do sort of a breathing exercise like... And you do like a round of those and then you exhale lots of breath holds on the inhale breath holds on the exhale and you really start to calm the mind but you go super high to go super low it's the trick so if you are to do a normal meditation where you go in through a normal just following your own breath that works yes and I love it and I do it often however for so many people like where I was at their brain thinks and goes so fast. It's hard to calm the, the thoughts. So you have to try something which is more like an intervention, which is the breathing cell that we do in the MBS. So it's super fast paced. And then we go down and we do a countdown during the MBS method from 10 to zero, which takes you down usually a waterfall or going down deeper into your subconscious mind. And that's how we go into the alpha state very quickly.
0: Beautiful. I know I haven't really experienced MBS. I'm sure there'll be a day where I'll be in the same room as you and I'll experience it with you. But I've experienced some of the meditations because I I have a creative mind too. And previously, it was just difficult to do the very Eastern way of meditation where you just slow down to nothingness. I can get to that state, but I find creatively it's better to go into a state like the one that you talk about you you kind of slow down your brain waves and, but you're still staying active that's what i'm understanding right you're still Absolutely. staying creative you're still creating and visualizing and and keeping engaged because like a lot of us cannot completely disengage it's a lot more effort to be able to get that
1: 100% you've totally got it you want to dive into your mind fast but staying active staying present and not having your mind drift off all the time as you try and go deeper through normal calming exercises with the breath. It's better to come in with something that brings fresh oxygen to your brain. And all of a sudden you're almost high on your own breath and you'll know you do lots of this stuff, you know, from the breath, when you go into that state where you've done special breath holds, you hold it and you feel free and your mind can't think at the pace it was thinking at. So it slowed down into a slower brainwave, which is what we call the alpha state.
0: Amazing. So so that's the part to get to the alpha state. And how is it that you design? What is it that we will reframe uh, to? So say for hypothetical examples, if somebody was struggling with confidence, right, would you say that this method would help them be more confident? And if yes, yes, How would that process go? I mean, general process, we understand. You said breathing techniques. Again, the book explores a lot of different breathing techniques as I understand. Your alpha wave, the theta wave, you're at that wave. Now what happens?
1: Okay. So how does it help? confidence, and it does help confidence. Um, Actually, at the moment, we have doctors who are practicing it all across America, psychologists, and we're having MRIs and EEGs done to prove that the MBS method scientifically has a positive effect on your brain and impacts you in terms of your happiness. We're using the Oxford happiness test, which proves that you are a happier, more fulfilled person after having done the MBS for a certain amount of time. So we're actually undergoing all the science at the moment, which is super fun and super deep and how does it help with confidence this is a topic which we talk about often with it because once you start to connect to yourself and become present every day first of all you have no other way other than feeling better after a meditation it's scientifically proven after doing meditation breath work to improve your immunity improve your well-being they use it to heal depression all kinds of things but now adding to that instead of being a normal meditation where you feel good after we actually have done work on your mind by removing something which is a not feel good brain thought, let's call it that. And we remove that belief, that limiting belief, take it out during the exercise, we remove it. It's almost like surgery on the mind, you know, it's like mind surgery. And then we replace it with a belief that's the opposite of that one, which is much more good and makes you feel better. And now you're smiling and you do something where you feel it through your body. So now when you open your eyes, you feel amazing. And then even if that only lasts for, say, a week, you're going to do it again the next week. So by the time it wears off, you're doing it again, you're doing it again, and your confidence by this point is not just something you practice, it becomes who you are.
0: So is there any follow-up to this? Are you saying just neurosuggesting yourself or suggesting yourself that, say, you're more confident or whatever is the affirmation that is suggested to replace the thought? Is that enough to change your reality?
1: It's enough to start. But the big part after that, 80% of it is in the mindset, but 20% of it is still in the action. So 80%, you have to be doing the exercise or your own exercise, whatever it is that you choose to do for confidence or for whatever it is you're choosing to get through or go through and get to. And then the other 20%, you have to take action. So if I come out of the MBS method and then I go and scream at my family and be a psycho to someone and do bad things... I'm just destroying all the work I just did. So you have to come out of it and then take steps forward in that version of you. I'm going to take this confidence and I'm going to actually help someone today. And I'm not going to allow my social anxiety to overcome me and I'm going to help someone. Who can I help? What can I do? Where can I go today that's different from yesterday? So you still have to take action, but you have to take action with anything. That's how the law of attraction works. People think it's all your thoughts become things. And if you think about it, it will become you. You have to practice every day. Because repetition is what neuroscience is made up of. You must repeat, 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 repeat. That's how we strengthen the synaptic connections and neural pathways. Repeat the MBS method regularly, all the time. It should become you. It's like you're doing it all the time. And then you see the best results.
0: Amazing. So MBS is something you could do every single day. It will help your mind or your mindset per se to to be transformed to what is needed. And hopefully if your mindset is transformed, it'll be easier for you to take action. Would you say that's kind of the path that we're talking about?
1: Correct. You've got it. Every day. You can do a different one or the same one every single day and you will find long-lasting, positive changes in your life.
0: Natasha, you said you work with clients. What has been instances, if there have been any, where it didn't work? or the clients yeah. couldn't make it work for themselves. I'm not saying the method itself. I'm talking about the overall approach that you just shared.
1: I love that. I've actually, in all my times of being interviewed, and I've been on hundreds of interviews, I don't think anyone's ever asked me that. That is a question which... And I'm so happy you have, because the truth is there are people who it doesn't work for. And it's not my method. It's anyone's method that somebody would do. It's not going to work on 100% everybody. And I'll tell you who it doesn't work on. It doesn't work on the person who's not ready. It doesn't work if you show up and you're like, I'm going to do this, but I'm not doing it for me. And I'm having a tantrum before I start. Or you're angry. Now, if you've got anger inside, you want to release, that's different. But if you show up saying, this won't work for me, it is no different to if a doctor gives you medicine and you say, this won't work for me. You'll reject the medicine the same way. It's like the placebo or the nocebo. They give them to you and... One works and the other one works because you believe both of them are working. If you show up and you're like, no, nothing will work for me and that's it for me. Well, guess what? I was there. I was in that same place when I had my illness and I lost my sparkle. I lost me. And if I had have stayed in that place and allowed myself to stay at the bottom and not believe anything would work, then I wouldn't be here now. I wouldn't be a best-selling author of Two books. I wouldn't be speaking on stages alongside Tony Robbins and Gary B and Mark Cuban and Grant Cardone. I wouldn't have had someone like Agit on my podcast. I wouldn't be who I am if I didn't take action and believe I was going to change. So, yeah, there are people it doesn't work for, the person who is just ignorant and not ready.
0: Thank you for saying that. And I appreciate the honesty of saying, well, yes, it sometimes does not work for reasons that are well explained and absolutely are true for any methodology that wouldn't work for someone. So what we do is we tend to work mostly with coaches or trainers and educators, people who are going out in the world with the single mission of impacting lives. And the listeners of this podcast are also mostly such individuals. Do you in your experience have any particular recommendation for individuals that maybe in that field. You are somebody who is a change maker yourself. You're writing books, you speak on stages, you have groups that you host. What is it that is your recommendation for somebody like this, who is either starting or somewhere in the journey and are looking at you right now or listening to you right now and going, hmm, this girl sounds great. How do I create this life for myself?
1: So 80% of it is in the mindset, 20% of it is in the action. I will keep repeating that because... You're going to take action, but you must get your mindset right first. I always say to my clients, it's three parts. We do the mindset and then we do your message and then we scale it. So you have to get your mindset right because otherwise, it doesn't matter how much abundance you're blessed with or how many amazing things you're blessed with, you'll lose it every time because you don't have the correct mindset. We have to set your mind first. You've got to feel that first, okay? So the very first place to start is get yourself into a program. Get yourself a mentor. Get into something that you love. Take action today. Start ingesting new information. Listen to Ajit's amazing podcast every week. Ingest new information. Be mentored by the person who is speaking to you each week because when you listen to that person for the duration of that podcast, you are being mentored by them for the duration of that show. So right now you're being mentored by me and next week it'll be another incredible person. And then it'll be agit. Do you understand? So you are actually getting more benefits by listening than anything else. Now, move on to the first step. The second step is your message. You have to know what you want to do. We talked about that earlier. You have to know who and what you want to achieve in your life. Be it until you become it now. So you become the version of you you want to be. You don't fake it till you make it. I hate that term. I've never liked it. Become the version of you you want to be now. Decide. I'm not going to wait five years to be that person. I'm going to make my five-year goal, my three-year goal, my three-year goal, my one-year goal, and my one-year goal, my today goal. And I am this person today. How does that person think, feel, and act? And I will become them wholeheartedly. Now I know my message. You can scale it on social media, on the internet on websites, through ads, through other people's stages, other people's platforms, and you just get your message out there as much as you can. You really want to learn how to accelerate your authority. You want to learn how to get your name bigger, how to get into the press, how to get bigger numbers, more visibility, how to get on bigger podcasts, bigger stages. All of that is a whole other topic. You know, I show my clients those sorts of things every day, Because so many people will say, Oh, you should do this. Well, all very well saying should show me, you know, so get a coach, someone who can tangibly give you things you can do. Get yourself a PR agency. Get yourself something that helps you to go to the next level. Don't rely on somebody else. Don't wait for somebody else. Today is your day. We have the same 24 hours. May I ask you one thing? Will your year? be filled with results at the end of this year or 365 excuses as to why that result did not appear.
0: That's powerful, Natasha. Thank you for sharing that. Natasha, I would love for you to kind of give us a, kind of a showreel, a spiel, however you want to call it for the book. Because we've talked about, of course, all the amazing things that are inside the book. We have talked about amazing story that you have, great nuggets that people can carry forward into their lives and really use it. But of course, we're here to also talk about your book. So how about we have you talk about your book?
1: I would love that. Oh, I'd love that. I mean, look, this is my gift to the world. I love... Writing. I love studying. There's so much science in here. There's so many studies. Each chapter is designed to help you in the 12 part or 14 part method to get to where you want to be. And within that, there's an easier five part method you can do today. So there's always something for everyone who is ready to commit on their journey. The book is the way to understand the law of attraction through neuroscience and ancient wisdom. And that exact point that they meet. I always say, if you're struggling with something, sometimes you have to take the logical thing out of it. And then it's the metaphysical that takes over. It's the things you can't see that take over. Well, this gives you both answers. So you can have the logical answer and you can have the illogical answer, the different answer. There's chapters like the unlimited power of the subconscious mind. There's chapters, the magic of forgiveness, the power of forgiveness, things like that. It's been endorsed by some of the authors from the book, The Secret. Um, So you might know that. The book is a co-creation of how you can co-create with the universe to achieve all your goals. One of my favorite chapters of the book is from the moment to the outcome we go into how you can live in the present moment and shift your outcome how you can change your outer reality by changing your inner reality by understanding what your values are and what you live for what are your values every day how do you wake up what's your morning ritual what are the things that you do every day so do you live by your highest values my highest values are family god um the universe whatever you call it reaching people contribution to the world etc so those are my top ones and then travel would go underneath that so i would live my life by and health sorry number 1 so i would prioritize my health first everything i do in my day starts and manifests around keeping in good health that for me is my utmost important thing my second highest value or the same either or however you want to put it the universe god so i'm always doing things of my highest value to give thanks around what I'm going through, gratitude, and then contribution to the world, family. So you just have your order of things. Whatever is your highest value, you should be doing the most of, not the other way around. So if your lowest value is having dinner with friends who don't have anything to do with your career, fine. That's great. That makes you happy. But if that's a low priority, it shouldn't be the thing that you're doing seven days a week you have to just order your values. There's some really cool exercise in the book adjunct. There's a whole page here. This is your habits, right? So basically it's your habits. So you write down in, in the left-hand column, my daily habit, and then you've got day one to 21. takes 21 days to form a small habit, 66 days to form a larger habit. So what you do is you write down your habits, all the different things that you want to now do with your life. So you want to read something a little different. You want to speak with this person, whatever your new habit is that you're building in every day. And then you just put a tick in the box every single day for 21 days. And then you'll see which habit. Did or didn't work? Did you actually commit to anything? Can you finish anything you start? So many ways of psychoanalyzing yourself. So a little bit about the book.
0: I love it. And I love that you mentioned not only the philosophical and the scientific research and everything that you're positioning, but I loved how you demonstrated you have a worksheet even for habit forming. And I love the values exercise. One of my favorite things to do as well or was very valuable for me when I did it for the first time of like, oh crap, that's why sometimes I have conflict because I don't know which value do I hold more dearly or is more important to me versus which one's not. So when I did that exercise, it was so powerful to be able to then go, okay, decision making becomes easy. And that already saves us like hours, right? Because you're like, oh crap, I don't have to like, you know, sit around and think about what I should be doing. I just simply go, What's my value? Oh, that's my value. That's my number one. So it needs to fit my value system before I can make a decision. Decision making gets so easy with that. Simple exercise that you mentioned. So just two exercises I think is worth more than the entire price of the book. The book is called Be It Until You Become It. It is by my new dear friend, Natasha, who I'm so impressed in this conversation. Natasha, before we go, how can people follow you? How can they know more where they can get the book? Is there anything that I should have asked and something that you want to add?
1: I've had a wonderful time here. And my handle on Instagram is Natasha Graziana. Well, Natasha Graziana on all the platforms. But on Instagram specifically, it's Natasha Grano. So if you want to follow. And today, when you get the book, you get my best-selling four part video series that goes with the book completely for free. So when you buy the book it's there on be it Until you Become it.com So when you get the book today make sure that you get the free program with it which goes with it. Just put your receipt number in, you'll get the lifetime access to that program. And uh, I hope that you enjoy it. Connect with me, DM me, screenshot the book in your hands. it would be my pleasure to thank you personally and shout it out to my audiences on social media. I'd love to hear from you. I love being a part of your journey and hearing your manifestations and the things that are going well for you.
0: It was amazing to hear from you today, Natasha. Team, I'm going to put up the link of the book below in the show notes as well. So if you're not willing to type it, just go to show notes, click on the link and you can go to the website and, and get a copy of the book and of course get the copy of the free course that comes along with it. Thank you so much for taking the time Natasha. It was a pleasure to talk to you today.